Hi guys, just a disclaimer before we start the episode. So, this is coming early because I'm going to be away next Sunday and won't be releasing the episode, but we'll be all back to normal by next Sunday. And as well as that, while we were recording this episode, my dad started mowing the lawn halfway through when we were recording, but it only lasts for 17 seconds and then we move. And if you strain your ears, you might be able to hear him in the background for a while, but it's hardly anything, it's not a bother. So, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you. I need you to say something funny for the start of the episode. Imagine listening to Grace's podcast. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, everyone's going to laugh so hard as they hear. Thank you, George. Or you could just put an image of you out there, and everyone would just start laughing. Hello, and welcome to episode three of Snow Bears, where we talk about snow bears. We're established. Three episodes in, I'm feeling good. Today I am joined by the annoying little fetus that is my brother. How dare you. That's his voice. That's George, who I mentioned last week, so I thought I had to get him on. I'm sorry, I'm suddenly going to become very immature because something about this annoying little scruggle that is next to me just really takes my maturity down a notch. You're saying exactly what I was thinking. He also roasts me all the time. Uh, Don't worry, I don't take it personally. You shouldn't either. So we're going to dive right in. I'll give another update of our format. So we go through the chapters that we've just read, which is five to six. And then at the end, we've got some segments. We're going to have top sexual tension moment. Ugh. Top tears moment where you feel a bit sad. I didn't cry at all. Well, you won't be crying, but a moment that you found emotional, that tugged on the heartstrings. Can I be annoyed? Is that the emotion I can feel? No. It has to be an emotion that makes you sad. Oh. That's going to be a short segment. Okay, and then we will have my fit correct, MVP, and predictions from guests as to what is going to come next. Let's get into it. Chapter 5, Simon's POV. Penny and Simon are eating in the dining hall. And Simon talks about how all the kids and their parents are staring at him because he says, you know, there's lots of prophecies about him. He's the chosen one. And he... He sounds quite full of himself. That's what Isabel said. Like, he's just like, oh, I'm the chosen one. Oh, my God, look at me. That's what he sounds like. I thought you liked Simon. I thought you were anti-Bears pro-Simon. Well, I'm an anti-Bears and Simon's okay. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm ashamed to admit that this person is related to me. Once again, saying what I'm thinking. He gives us the prophecy, and one will come to end us, and one will bring his fall. Let the greatest power of power reign, let it save us all. Pretty intense. Not as good as the Percy Jackson Heroes of Olympus prophecy, which I still know off by heart. Really? Yeah. Seven half-bloods to answer the call. To storm or fire the world must fall. An oath to keep with a final breath and foes bear arms to the, the doors, doors of death. death. 
We're pretty dope. Pretty cool. I know you can't see it, but we just high-fived. He mentions how he can't deny this, that he is the chosen one, because no one else has power like him. Once again, quite full of himself. No. Simon's very humble. I love Simon. I'm so humble, but I've got, like, the best power. I'm so much better than everyone else. He doesn't think he's good with his power. He struggles to control it. I guess he did say that. Also, Um, who is this Penelope person? His best friend. I thought his best friend was Baz. George, you're saying this just to wind me up, aren't you? No, wait. Isn't Baz the one he always hangs out with? Isn't that what you always say? No, Baz is his roommate and he's his enemy. It's enemies to lovers. Oh, My favourite romance trope. That's even worse. <laughs> I can't believe you thought they were best friends. That's why I was so confused when he was like, oh my god, I can't sleep because Baz is in the room with me. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. No one expected Simon to come from mundanity because apparently there's no such thing as magical orphans because no magical parents give up their babies because magic is really rare. And the mage didn't tell Simon this, so when he rocked up to Watford, everyone was very surprised and Simon was surprised that they were surprised. And I just don't like the mage, but that is becoming clear over these podcast episodes. But isn't the mage the guy who was, like, protecting him? Or is that someone else? Yeah, the mage protects him, air quotes. He sounds like an okay dude. He's running a war, Grace. He's got a lot on his plate. Uh, Why do I seem to get people who defend the mage on this podcast? He literally has the title The in his name. You know he's cool. It's like no one calls you The Grace, you just Grace. I should be called the Grace, though. Only cool people called the Grace. You're not called the George. Yeah, because I don't run a war. Okay. If I did, people would call me the George. You know who else ran a war? Hitler. Did you forgive him? Sorry, this podcast just got political. (laughs) Well, I'm sure people called him the Hitler for a long time. I'm just not saying that he was cool. Alright, moving on. Simon's celebrity status has been a liability for making friends. He says not many people sort of, you know, are comfortable talking to him. But he made friends when he was young when no one was bothered by it. So he's got Penny and Agatha. And he says that no one is spoiled at Watford, even though it's like a fancy boarding school. They have to do their own washing and stuff. So that's good. But I don't know. I still feel like they're pretty spoiled. And why does Simon say you can use magic to do the washing, but he doesn't? Because he struggles to control all the power in him. He's not very good at spells. Next, Simon has way too much butter on his scones. Sensible move. Like, the description made me a bit grossed out. It was like a thick layer of butter. Oh my gosh. Dad is mowing the Sorry about that, we're back. So yeah, Simon has too much butter, he's probably going to die of high cholesterol. But that's okay. He asks Penny about her summer, and she says it was really good. She hung out with her boyfriend, Micah. Wait, that was her boyfriend? Yeah, George, it specifically said in the text, 
that she was with her boyfriend. No, it said um, she was with some guy called Mike. Micah? Oh. Anyway, doesn't matter. That's her boyfriend. And they hung out and they had a good time and I'm happy for her. Good for Penny. And Penelope is described as looking younger than she is. Simon says she's round and girlish. Yeah, she said. he said she had chubby legs or something. Yeah. I like that Penelope's not the classic, you know, how females normally look in books, like skinny and stuff. But most females don't normally look like that, Grace. Yeah, I just feel like it's implied in books and movies. The girls are all like, bikini-ready body. Um, you know? That's not good. I also think it's relatable when they're like, Penny looks younger than she is because that is me. When I'm, like, driving the car, people are like, what is that 12-year-old doing driving? And I'm like, God. No, maybe it's just because you're really dumb. Wow! There's another roast on audio going out to the world. So Penelope asks Simon how his summer was, and she is shocked that the mage sent Simon away to care right after he was kidnapped. And yeah, that's Wait, he was kidnapped? Yeah, by the humdrum. Why is he called Humdrum? It's not a very scary name. Wow. It's like, oh my god, it's a humbug. Like, <laughs> how's it scary? Choose a better name. All, right, All you villains out there, choose a better name. Like, Voldemort's pretty cool. The like mixed up name, Tom Riddle. Yeah, it's okay. He put a lot of work into that. He spent like you know days like mixing up the letters of his name. Making going, a nice anagram. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Respect for that. And Darth Vader? Like... Dark father. Yeah. Nice subtlety in there. I think that's pretty good. Nice little hint. I'm surprised Luke didn't figure it out, you know? Well, Luke's probably not German. Yeah. What is Luke? Like, is he British? He's, um, Tatooinean. Tatooinean. <laughs> well, what do they call natives of Tatooine? He's just a human. Yeah. Simon is a bit angry that the mage, you know, dumped him. And he's confused because he wanted to go after the humdrum with the mage. And they just let the humdrum get away. Because the mage is the humdrum. Ooh, hot take. Is that your prediction? Classic traitor stuff. The mage will be, they'll be like, oh my god, the humdrum attacked me. He was using, like, red magic. And then the mage will be like, are you sure it was red? And then they'll be like, what? And then he'll turn into the humdrum drum and use like green magic to smite them why do you think this magic has colors because most magic has colors really oh mm. are you thinking of the harry potter movies Duh. oh okay well, what do they shoot out their wands nothing oh. they just point it at them and then they're just like where did it go <laughs> oh you must have missed oh i couldn't even see yeah so they have to shoot something uh, good point good point so Penelope wants to figure out what they do next. And another fun fact about Penelope, she has like a cool purple ring for casting spells, which I think is cool. Like, get rid of those wands, have some jewellery. I guess you could like take a place. What if you're getting on an airplane, you have to take your jewellery off? Yeah, what if you're getting on an airplane and your wand is in your pocket and you sit down and you snap it? 
Well, that's just an idiot. You just say, you shouldn't even have a wand. You shouldn't be trusted with something like that if you're going to sit on it. <laughs> I just feel like a ring so practical because it's always on you. But your wand you have to have in your pocket. Or you can have in your bag and say I'm a big fan of Harry Potter and this is my fake wand. Yeah, I Wait, guess. does Harry Potter exist in this world? I don't know, actually. I think it would be cool if it did. Mm. Penelope also asks after Agatha, Simon's girlfriend. I'm sensing a little Simon doesn't like her but feels compelled to be with her. Yes, George, wow. I love that you get that sense. And then we find out that Penelope is avoiding her room because she really doesn't like Trixie. That's a little speciesist just because she's a pixie. Yeah, that's what everyone says. No one likes Penny and her Trixie bashing. Even Simon calls her out and says he thinks that Penny's thoughts on her are borderline speciesist. Yeah, it's not borderline, it's over the line. She's, like, taking a few jumps over the line. Yeah, and she says that Trixie got her ears pierced, big bells right in the pointy parts. That sounds cool. Go, Trixie. Yeah, sitting herself out there. She's not like other girls. Oh, George. I'm editing that out. That is disgraceful. Penelope says it's easy for Simon to say that she's being speciesist because he doesn't have to live with a pixie. And Simon says, I live with a vampire. And Penny says it's unconfirmed. But they do both agree that Baz is a vampire because they've seen him covered in blood. They've found rats in the cat. Hang on a second. If he's covered in blood, how has he not been suspended? Just like, oh, this kid's walking around covered in blood. That's normal. I think they must have been spying on him and, like, seen him down in the catacombs with blood on him. There's catacombs under the school? Yeah, pretty cool. Classic creepy school move. Yeah. Probably the mage slash humbug random guy put them in there so he can sneak in, plant some bombs and... Boom, get rid of the Simon. Oh, that's such a good plan. Why didn't the hum... Actually, I know why. Because I know what the humdrum's motive is. You mean the mage's motive? Yeah, same, same. <gasps> They're the same person. It's been confirmed? Confirmed. I knew it. Anyway, they've also seen rats down in the catacombs with bang marks in them. And Simon mentions how when Baz has a nightmare, his cheeks get really full like they're filling up with fangs. Uh, or he could just be having late night snacks. He's having a nightmare. It's not snacking in his nightmare. Well, perhaps he's rolled over on his side so Simon doesn't watch him while he eats some chips. Ah. And he's just putting them in his mouth so he looks, like, chubby. Well, this is our first hint that Simon watches Baz while he sleeps. Borderline creepy. Overline creepy. There's a lot of... People There's a lot of creepy the people in this. Yeah. Penny asks why Simon creeps on a vampire who's having night terrors. Poor Baz. He's just trying to have a nightmare and Simon's watching him. He would be embarrassed if he knew that Simon saw him having his nightmares. And Simon claims he has to keep his wits about him. That is a lie. Well, he's like powerful, so surely he thinks he's going to get attacked. And aren't vampires, like, really good killers? I mean, it would be a smart plan to chuck a vampire in there. 
And then, oh no, the projection spell is broken. We didn't see that coming. Oh, oh. no, Simon's dead. You think Baz is working for the mage? Yeah. And the mage is the humdrum? Naturally. It's classic book stuff. Cloud George. They need to get an original idea. You're predicting the whole plot of the book. Mm-hmm. I'm so impressed. And let me guess at the end, Baz will be thrown off a cliff and everyone will be really excited. But then he lives. Because there's a sequel and he's on the cover of the sequel. Yeah, I can see it right now. He looks pretty disgusting. His hair is so gross, unlike Cole's from Ninjago. George, no! We can't get into this. Otherwise, the podcast will turn into an hour long. Because Baz... Have you seen Cole? He's so much better than Cole. No, he's not. In every aspect. Have you seen... Cole is ripped. Baz is a bit chubby. Baz is not chubby. What is wrong with you? Look at him on this cover. Look at that popping belly. It's not a problem. He's just broad and he's got a nice, you know, flowered suit on. Yeah, and of course he's brushing back his disgusting hair that he's like trying to hide from Simon because, oh my god, if he sees my disgusting hair, he's going to run away and I have to kill him under the major's orders. Baz is a secret assassin. I see it. Oh, we're uncovering so many interesting plot points. Anyway, in conclusion, Baz looks better than Cole. What about... What? That is not the conclusion we came to. What about his hair on the first book? Look at that. Look at his eyes. That is red rim eyes of someone who's seeing blood. Thinking about... He's been whipped by the mage because he's been unsuccessful to kill Simon. Oh, that's terrible. Why does your mind go there? Because look at that oh, that eyes. Don't tell me those are the eyes of someone who's been they're forced just, to kill someone. They're shadowed eyes because he's haunted. By what? By his dark past. By the fact that his hair is so disgusting. He's a mysterious, brooding, sexy vampire. Anyway, moving on. Baz can't hurt Simon in their room because their room is spelled against betrayal. The roommate's anathema. And Baz has never violated it. But Simon has. He threw a book at Baz in the first year. It is pretty rude. I thought you liked Simon. I thought you were going to say yay, good for Simon. Well, I was thinking about that but they did throw a book at Baz. I mean, what a waste of books. Ah, uh-huh, Baz isn't even worth the book. No, it would be better if he threw, like, a dirty old sock that was supposed to be thrown out. That wouldn't hurt him, though. It would just flopped off his face. Mm. He probably just wouldn't have smelled anything because it smells exactly like his hair. <gasps> George! So Simon says, who knows what Baz is capable of in his sleep? And Penny says, you do as much as you watch him. Yes, Penny, call it out. Simon is watching Baz sleep a bit too much. That's undeniably creepy. Penny says she would trade Simon's vampire for her pixie any day. Once again, speciesist. Yeah. And she says, because there's no spell keeping your roommate from being lethally annoying. It's just so She's quite rude. Yeah, so rude to Trixie over the course of these two chapters. I love Penny, but she needs to reflect on the way she is talking about her peers. So the two of them hang out in Simon's room because Baz is away, which they couldn't do if Baz was there because he would turn them in. Why? That sounds uncalled for. Once again, Baz being a bit of a uncalled for rude guy. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. George, you realise everyone listening to this podcast will love Baz? You're going to be so unpopular. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm only stating the true facts. Simon thinks about how him and Agatha will patch things up and get married after school because it makes sense. Once again, feeling like he's being forced to go with someone who makes sense, not someone who he actually likes. Thank you, George. This input is very good, and I agree. He's just conforming to society's expectations. Never a good thing. He says it's nice to think about living long enough to have to figure out what to do with himself. So Simon really thinks he's going to die. Poor from Simon. from bears or something. He does think that Baz is going to kill him. Yeah, he says our beds are so close he wouldn't even have to get out of bed to rip out my throat or something. You know what I heard? I said our beds are so close he wouldn't even have to move much to kiss me. That's what I heard. Oh, God. Wait, it wasn't even spoken. They're really close. Uh, that might be my top sexual tension moment. Mm. Though, I think mine will have to be when he mentions how he watches Baz when he sleeps. That's not really sexual tension, that's just creepy. Creepy tension. Maybe we'll have to Top check. saddest moment, though, is definitely when I found out that there's, like, one cook with a few helpers. Like, slave labour. It's like... <laughs> Simon is wasting all this good butter, so the cook's probably going to have to place an order to get more butter. <laughs> like, that's just rude. That nearly made me cry. That's the saddest bit. I, I hear you. I think you could convince me that that could be the saddest. Or Penny being speciesist. Mm, true, true. But the cook all the way. So Penny says, right, and, like, claps her hands. Dad vibes, George. So dad vibes. Our dad does this thing when he wants us to, like, do jobs or, like, go outside for, like, a five-hour tramp or something. He's like, <sighs> right. That was uncannily good. <laughs> I nearly shuddered. I know, and I read it in the book, and I was like, oh, no. Poor Simon. It gives us chills. Anyway, Simon groans and says, not yet. Like, Simon, very relatable right now. Yep. And because he doesn't want to think about the war and the plan and what they have to do, and he's like, we've got some peace and quiet. And Penny says, there's no peace, just quiet. It makes me nervous. Sounds a bit like a nervous Nelly. Why don't we start being supportive Sellies and help Simon get through his tough time? I think she's trying to do that by being prepared. Eh... I like that quote. I think it's cool. And she's right. The quiet is nerve-wracking. The humdrum's out there. Baz is gone. We need them both to come back. Uh, I feel like we could just kick the humdrum out and just have Baz back. Yeah, true. That would be the more desirable option. Penny is determined to figure stuff out, but Simon is not keen. He doesn't want to think about the war. And he mentions how there's, like, three wars. There's the civil war between the old families and, like, the mage and his gang. And then there's the war with the dark creatures and the war with the humdrum. Dark creatures? Vampires? Dark creatures is, like, never mentioned again. So that kind of confused me. 
Perhaps it's just another thing the mage is making up to make him seem popular. Like, I've got so much on a plate, there's even a dark war. True. The Keep mage... voting me in so I can help you out. <laughs> it's not even a vote, I don't think. I don't know how the mage got in power. Anyway, yeah, the Probably mage Probably blackmail. He's stirring up unnecessary conflict. Penny falls asleep on Baz's bed after talking about a song that she thinks will be a spell. Call me maybe. What would it be used for? That's what I was thinking. Call me maybe. Calling your most popular voicemail person. Oh, you cast it on someone, call me maybe, and their phone starts, like, calling their secret crush, and they're like, oh no. Oh no, oh my god. And then the crush picks up, and they're like, oh, sorry, but dial. And then they have to talk to their crush. Wow, that just sounds like a prank spell. But then you would be able to figure out who people's crushes were. I cast it on your phone. Be like, call me baby. Starts ringing some girl from school. Nothing would ring. <laughs> yeah, same with mine, though. Maybe. It would start ringing Timothy Chalamet. Ah, uh, called me out. Maybe it would force someone to call you. Like, call me maybe. Because in the song, she just really wants this guy to call her. So maybe if you cast it on someone, they have to call you back. Mmm. So you can just leave them stunned and confused and then say, call me maybe. And then they have to call you back, otherwise they will combust. Wow. I should just say, call me maybe, but not give them my phone number. Oh, no. (laughs) George, that's horrible. It's like... It's a killing spell. Yeah, it's a death spell. Oh, no. Your number automatically appears in their phone. Oh, it's just a spell to give people your phone number. And they'll never forget it. Ah, that would be handy. I suppose. Yeah, I have no idea. But I it could be a fun spell. You'd have to sing it. You'd have to be like, call me maybe. No, it no longer sounds that fun. <laughs> this is the part where we get the mention of how the beds are really close together. Once again, creepy. And Simon wakes up Penny and makes her leave, even though she doesn't want to. I don't really know why Simon is so intense about this. I think he's worried the mage will find out and she'll get in trouble, but... like He's just being caring. Just let her stay the night. Well, then someone turns up, so it's kind of a good thing she left. And she doesn't want Simon to walk her back to her room because she doesn't want him to know how she gets past the wards. (gasps) She's a spy for the humbug. The humdrum. Humbug. So she's a spy, so she's spying on Simon, that how she gets past. Because the wards just like, did you find anything out? And she goes, yeah, he's a creep. They just go, we already knew that. Move along. The wards are spells, not actual people. Oh. Everyone keeps thinking that, like, things are actual people. Like, Isabel thinks Watford is a person. No, it's obviously a place. Yeah, I know. It's really funny. Once Penelope leaves, Simon gets into his PJs. He wears the school ones. He mentions how Baz wears his fancy pyjamas from home. He mentions Baz so, like, unnecessarily all the time. He's like, I'm putting on my pyjamas. What should I think of? Baz wears pyjamas. Oh my god. I'm brushing my teeth. You know who else brushes their teeth? Baz. Baz. <laughs> it does all the time. 
I'm, I'm taking a step. You know who else walks? <laughs> Bears. I'm breathing. You know who else breathes? Bears. Wow. Yeah, he does think about him a lot. Yeah, he really does. And then Simon falls asleep, but he wakes up in the middle of the night and he sees a figure, but he cannot tell who the figure is. He thinks it might be Penny, then he thinks it might be Bears. Then he assumes he's dreaming and he goes back to sleep. Never assume you're dreaming. Like, there's a guy saying over me with a knife. Oh, that's unlikely ever going to happen. I'm dreaming. <laughs> that's so true. There's a guy climbing through my window with a sack. Must be dreaming. That never happens. I'll just go back to sleep. I would think I was dreaming, though, if that happened, because it is really unlikely. Mm, yeah. And then we get to chapter six, which is Lucy's POV. And at this point, we don't know who Lucy is. And I can just read it, because it's only two sentences. I have so much I want to tell you, but time is short, and my voice doesn't carry. And there's not much to say about that. Ooh, I wonder if the people can hear Mum's voice in the background. Should we pause? And we're back for our segments. George, top sexual tension moment. Hmm. Probably have to be Simon and his butter. That's actually decent. I think I have to agree because I can't think of any others. Yeah, he had a very strong addiction. He had deep love for his butter. Why isn't your podcast called Simeter? That's a terrible shit name. Well, it's Simon and Butter. Think of a better one. Button. <laughs> Does that work? Yes. Uh, not exactly, but like... B-U-T-I-N. B-U-T-T for butt. On. On for the end of Simon. Ah. Button, and now it's cute. Button. Alright, I get you. Wow, I'm a genius. Okay. Uh, debatable. We're changing the name of the podcast. Top tears moment. Oh, yeah, the cook. The and cook? I nearly cried when I heard that. He's wasting the butter. I feel like it's different for me because I know the plot of the whole book, but... For the people listening, you'll understand when I say mine would have to be when Simon sees the figure and he doesn't know who it is and he just goes back to sleep. How's that sad? It's really sad when you know who the figure is. Okay. It's probably the mage. Ooh, freaky. It's like, I watch him sleep. (laughs) You've just given all the listeners nightmares. Well, the mage is giving them nightmares. And same as your face. Oh, wait, they can't see that. That's the reason I decided to do a podcast. Whoa, self-burn, those are rare. Okay, who do you think the MVP is? The cook. The cook. Okay, I would want to say Penelope. She's really driving the plot of these few chapters. She's also being specious. Maybe Trixie is MVP, because she takes this like a champion. Trixie was MVP last time. She is an incredible character. Hmm, okay. We can give it to Trixie then. Yes. And what are your predictions for the future? Well, like I've said, um, the mage is going to be the humbug guy. Simon is going to be an agent. I mean, not Simon. Bears will be an agent. 
and Simon and Agatha are going to split up. Decent predictions. Well done. Okay, now lucky last, Thick Rick. Thick. I have a tab open right now. I just finished it and it was so good. I just want to recommend Everything by Basic Bath Sheba. She is a goddess. I've now read every single one of her carry-on fics on her thing. It was my goal. So the one I just finished is Family and Genus by Basic Bath Sheba and Bread of God. And it was beautifully written. So good. And that is all from me. George, do you have anything you want to recommend? Uh, if you haven't watched Star Wars, you better do that. Star Wars is the love of George's life. Yes. If you were to say call me maybe, it would call George Lucas. <laughs> oh, Alright, and that can wrap that up. Thank you.